He says in 2 Thessalonians in chapter 3 and verse 10, he says, For even when we were with you, we would give you this order, If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. For we hear that some of you, some among you, are behaving irresponsibly, not busy, but busy bodies. So why does he first command somebody that if they don't work, they don't eat? What happens when a person gets and gets and gets and gets and gets and gets and gets, but doesn't do anything to earn that? What eventually ends up happening is, is that um, that person becomes entitled. And they begin to think that they're owed something. You see, they, you, begin to think, you begin to think that you're owed something. You begin to think that people owe you something that you deserve something instead of working hard and earning it. You see what I'm saying? You become lazy, and, and what does that do? That You know, when people are entitled, you, you become impatient with others, you become nasty, you become angry, because you're not living out your full potential as a man. You see what I mean? And that's, that's why we work. We work because we don't want that entitlement to set in. It also means that you, <clears throat> you won't go as far as you can go in terms of educating yourself, and in, in, in terms of uh, being the absolute best that you can be, going as far as you can go, you know what I mean, in your, in your training, in your learning, in your work, in your discipline, and even in your character. <clears throat> and, so you, if, and so if that's the case, even with just material things like employment, it certainly will be the case um, for spirit, spiritually. You know, when a person is spiritually entitled... Um, they won't. They feel like God is just supposed to do something for them just because they want it, <clears throat> and so. But that's not how God works, you know. God blesses His will, and that's the only thing that He blesses. He will not bless anything other than that. Um, you, we can demand, we can beg, we can fight, plead, complain, murmur, we can do whatever. But the bottom line is, is that God only blesses His will, and it is His will. That, like the Bible says, we are supposed to, so we're supposed to work naturally. If anyone will not work, he will not eat. And then we're supposed to work spiritually. Uh, in Philippians in chapter 2 and verse 12, he gives the other work that we're supposed to be doing. Philippians in chapter 2 and verse 12 through 13, he says, Therefore, my loved ones, just as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now even more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For the one working in you is God, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So we're supposed to be working, what? Physically and spiritually. We're supposed to be working a physical job, a physical, a natural job, whether it's our own business or whether we're you know, actually going, whether we have an employer Whatever, we're supposed to be working a job. In the beginning, God gave Adam a job. Before he gave him a wife, he gave him a job. He gave him a place to stay, which is the Garden of Eden. He gave him a job. He gave him a, he gave him a place to stay. Then he gave him a job. Then he gave him a wife. You see the order there. Place to stay, job, wife, right? You got to have a, you know, you got to have all three, a job, a place, a place to stay. Then you can take care of a wife. So that's what God wants for us. God wants us to be working, you know, working, working. See, because, and then too, there are, like, when you don't work, and even like for children, even when you don't play, when you're not active, what happens? You tend to get sick. 
You say you get physically sick. I mean, you, you know, body starts to break down. Your muscles start to atrophy. All kinds of horrible health conditions happen when you don't work, when you don't physically get up and do some type of physical labor. So physical labor is actually good for us. You see what I'm saying? Even Paul says physical exercise has benefit. You see what I'm saying? Even though godliness is of greater benefit. So you have to have both. You're supposed to be, we're supposed to be working a job and we're supposed to be working out our other job, which is the salvation of our soul. We're supposed to be working that out with fear and trembling. And what does that look like? Well, just as when I go to a job and there are certain job functions I'm supposed to be doing, well, it's the same thing spiritually. When I learn something from my boss in the scriptures, or when the Holy Spirit reveals something directly to me, then what am I supposed to do? I am supposed to put that into practice, right? I am supposed to put it into practice. And that's what Paul says. Whatever you've learned from me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. So that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be working those things out. The Bible says, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you. Okay, I need to practice that. The Bible says to be patient. Love is patient. Oh, okay, I need to practice that. Do not let any unwholesome word come out of your mouth. Okay, I, I need to practice that. Put away all foolishness, anger, wrath, and malice. Okay, I've got to work on that. <clears throat> that means I'm daily, 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 as I'm learning something, I'm putting it into practice. And that's my job. That's your job. That's our job is to put the word of God into practice. And that is, our, that is also our work, just like going to a job and doing a physical job. So he says, uh, he's, for even when we were with you, uh, going back to 2 Thessalonians in chapter 3 and verse 10, for even when we were with you, we would give you this order. If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. Why? Because we, for we hear that some among you are behaving irresponsibly. Oh, well, wait a minute. But the verse just before that said, if, uh, if anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. So in other words, there were people who were eating and not working jobs. And then what happens? Because you're, you're eating and not working jobs, you start doing what? Behaving irresponsibly. You see what I'm saying? This is why you can go into some, um, you know, some areas and, you know, what are they doing? They're not working jobs, but, you know, what do you find there? You find all kinds of vice and all kinds of problems. Why? Because they're not act gainfully employed. They're not, in, they're not employed at doing anything. So what's left? Trouble. You see, he says, when you, and when you work, when you don't, when you eat and are not working, he says, you're behaving irresponsibly, not busy. You're not busy doing God's work. You're not busy doing wholesome work. You're not busy doing what the Lord would have for you to do, being productive and making a living for yourself. You're not doing that. You're being a busy body. And what is a busy body? A busy body is somebody else's in somebody who's in, in some everybody else's business. You're in everybody's business. You're gossiping. You're talking about people. You're getting into trouble. That's what busy body is. You're in other people's business. Family is the worst at that. Instead of being in somebody else's business, why don't you get a job and work? You see what I'm saying? A employ, a get engaged, keep yourself active. And that's what he's saying. For we hear that some among you are behaving irresponsibly, not busy, not busy, but busy bodies. Now, such people we command and urge in the Lord, Yeshua. What's the remedy for this? To work in a quiet demeanor. 
That means keep your mouth shut. Stop gossiping. Get out of other people's business. Get out of other people's life, whether it's your friend's life or your, or your family's life. Get out of their business. Right? Get out of their business. Work in a quiet demeanor so you can do what? Eat your own bread. Right? That means stop being dependent upon other people. Now, there's nothing wrong with receiving help as needed. But the bottom line is, is that that help should come as you are helping yourself. People are helping you to help yourself. People are helping you as you climb up, as you continue to be employed and, and, and be productive on your own. You see, other people are coming to your assistance, right? That's exactly what Paul is saying here. So you keep your mouth shut and eat your own bread. You take care of your own affairs. You take care of your own matters. Work a job. Do your best. And if God sends somebody to help you along the way, hey, praise God for that. <clears throat> but the bottom line is, is that if you're not disabled and you're able to work, then you should be working, taking care of your own business. And then he says, as you work, and this is the point that he's trying to get at next, as you work, what do you do? But as for you, brothers, do not grow weary of doing good. So don't get tired of working. Don't get tired of working out your soul salvation with fear and trembling. So you do good. And then you, so you're, you're working your spiritual job, being more and more holy, being more and more like Yeshua, being more and more Christ-like, right, in your inner life, and you're working a physical job, whether it's owning a business or, or, or on your own uh, work, be, being employed. But you don't get tired of doing that because you're going to be doing it for the rest of your life. You're always going to be working as long as God gives you the strength. And so that's why it says, don't be grow weary of doing good, because that's what you're, that's what we're always supposed to be involved in. We are always, always, always supposed to be involved in something good. Our name ought not to be attached to anything unholy, ungodly and negative. This, again, goes back to why we shouldn't be watching certain movies and with killing, cussing, sex and violence and all kind of unholy things. Our name shouldn't even be attached to that stuff. Paul said this stuff shouldn't even be named among you. It shouldn't even be named. It shouldn't even be associated with you as believers. We should not even have this stuff shouldn't even be attached to us at all. He says, don't grow weary in doing good. You do good for a few years. You're like, oh, well, I'm tired of doing good. I'm always doing good. Let me just take a break and please myself and take a break and do what I want to do. No, it doesn't work like that. We are always, at all times, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to be involved in something good. Because that's, that's from God. Good is from God. Being involved in evil is from the devil and from your flesh and from the world. It's not from God. So this is why he says, don't grow weary in doing good. Because you'll have that. you have people who are like, well, you know, I've been doing good for all these years and for all this time. You know, I, I ought to, I can, it's okay to take a little break. I can, you know watch a little porn here or, you know, uh, you know, spend money on stuff. I ain't got no business there. And, you know, I could splurge here and do what I want to do here. It's okay to watch this filthy thing with cussing and violence in it. It ain't going to do nothing. I can listen to this song. Oh, it makes me feel, makes me feel good. I don't, I don't listen to it all the time. You know, oh, I'm not focusing on that. You know, you have hear people say that. Hey, oh, I'm not, I'm not focusing on that. That's not where my heart is. My heart is here. Yeah. But the bottom line is, is that we're not supposed to have nothing to do with that stuff. Paul says we're not supposed to grow weary in doing good. We're always supposed to be doing good. And he, in fact, he even gives that command. 
in Titus in chapter 2. Titus in chapter 2, he says, our people, he says, urge, he says, likewise, urge younger men to be self-controlled uh, in all things, chapter 2, verse 6, in all things, showing yourself to be an example of good deeds. You're supposed to be exemplifying good deeds all the time. Integrity in instruction, dignity, sound speech beyond criticism, so that an opponent may not be put to shame, having nothing bad to say. Urge slaves to submit themselves to their own masters in all things well-pleasing, not back-talking, not stealing, but showing all good faithfulness, so that they may may do credit to the teaching about God our Savior and everything. He says, for the grace of God has appeared, verse 11, bringing salvation to all men, training us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live in a manner that is self-controlled and righteous and godly in this present age. And so what are we supposed to be doing? He says, that's how we're supposed to be living. We are supposed to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live, live. That means every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, live in a manner that is self-controlled, righteous and godly in this present age. We wait for the blessed hope and appearance of the glory of our great God and Savior, Messiah Yeshua. He gave himself for us, what? So that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and so that he might purify for himself a chosen people zealous for good deeds. That's what we're supposed to be zealous for. Good deeds. And doing the right thing. And Titus in chapter 3, he says the same thing. Trustworthy is this saying, and I want to insist on these things, so that those who have put their trust in God may be careful to devote themselves to good deeds. And that is what our lives are supposed to be all about. Good. All the time. No break in between. You see, and it's hypocrisy because we want to take a break, but then don't want God to take a break. If God were to take a break from us and say, well, I'm tired of doing good to this person, what's going to happen to us? Death, you see what I'm saying? Trouble, misfortune, horribleness, whatever. We don't want God to take a break with us, but we want to take breaks. Same thing with forgiveness. We don't want to forgive each other, but we want God to forgive. How does that work? You see, so we've got to overcome these things. We've got to overcome and be devoted to doing what is good and what is pleasing in the eyes of Almighty God, being obedient to him, zealous for good works, working hard, both physically at our job and place of trade and in our spiritual life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Lord, help us to be devoted to good deeds. Help us to be devoted to holiness, purity and godliness before you, we love you and praise you and thank you for all you've done for us. Forgive us of our many sins and cleanse us, Lord God. In Yeshua's name, amen.